the pizza party podcast i'm recording with a yeti microphone temporarily i'm pan pizza who are you people yes who's back to dinner who's back who's back who shady's back me you fucking idiots (laughs) tell a friend (laughs) yes who's back it's nolan everybody did you miss me probably not Type in the I, comments if you missed me. Now we're gonna I get, missed you, Nolan. I'm gonna put, I'll type that in the comments now. Shut the fuck up, Jim. <laughs> we haven't recorded a podcast in forever, so I don't remember who was gone and who was here. Wait, wow. You're the fucking host. Way Look, to go. <laughs> Podcasts are very easy to produce, so it's like these require the minimalist effort ever. Speak, wait, wait, wait. Let's take a moment here. I don't understand the recording schedule at all because some weeks we'll record like back to back and other weeks it'll be like really far away. So I never know which Sundays to plan not to do stuff. Uh, well, basically just, I don't know, whenever, you know. <laughs> wow, that's very fucking professional of you, asshole. I don't know, when are you guys free? I'm just, whatever. I'm always free on Sundays for the most part, just like. <laughs> you got no social life? I I don't, well, no, it's just that um, work um, doesn't, I don't work on Sundays because I choose not to, mm-hmm. and I don't have school on Sundays, and I have no social life. I thought you worked, oh, I'm here too. Hi. Yay. That's, Jim, that's Jimbo's, Jimbo's no Trombo. Yeah, I'm here. I guess I guess we have to make it kind of an announcement thing. Drum, please. So uh, I I don't I don't go by Stev anymore. Um, I I go by Izzy now because I I've came out as a transgendered female individual. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> Finally, we got a girl on the podcast. Thank God. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Look, I mean, this podcast was like progressively getting wider and wider and with more people with brownish orange hair. And, you know, it just didn't look visually interesting, you know. <laughs> Too much cock. Too much white male brown haredness, you know. It's like a, it's like a, well, you know. Like a, ma- a Matchbox 20 concert. Sure, that's what it is. <laughs> I don't listen to that, but sure, that makes sense. That sounds like something that would make sense in that context. Actually, guys, uh, Pan said that I can only stay on the podcast if I if I stop being a white cis male. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow, that was – I didn't know that. The yeah. truth comes out. Finally, my NDA is no longer viable. Well, well it was me or Jim. Something's got to change. <laughs> oh, no one sent me that. I guess I didn't get that email. Nobody sends you anything, Jim. I don't have any of you people's emails. <laughs> Well, the 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 ask on my MySpace. That's how we connect. Oh wow! Again, sends me messages on MySpace. Is MySpace still up? Uh, yeah. maybe. I mean, well, we got check. I'm pretty sure didn't Justin Timberlake buy it? Whoa! Yeah, somebody bought it. And now it's it's not like a social media site anymore. It's like a uh, music site. Yeah, it's a music site. Wasn't it originally that or something? I forget. It became one. It was one of those things where like it was social media, but. It was the best way to listen to bands, to music, and interact with bands. And so, like, a lot of bands just jumped on it, and that's just what it kind of merged into. Yeah. And, yeah, I, MySpace does not look like what I remember it. Mm-mm. 
like I remember about a year ago I was seeing commercials on TV for some reason it was just all these like hip young college age kids partying in like a warehouse and they're like on a uh, rolly chair saying hey check us out on MySpace and I was just confused as like check who out on MySpace who are you people <laughs> I guess that was the their last hurrah before um people stopped giving a shit well people ga- stopped giving a shit years before but that was like their yeah, one hey we're still a thing I feel like 2009 was really the end for them I mean I know a lot of people say it was before but I remember the winter of 2008 like that Christmas season was when Facebook overtook them in terms of views and I was like oh. it's over yeah like I remember being I in high school 2010 like senior year and people were still on MySpace like the very last few people on there like the strugglers yeah yeah it's like I saw the end of MySpace before my eyes I mean you know, I remember I... Friendster fuck you're old <laughs> ah Fake laugh, hiding real pain. <laughs> That's ancient. Oh, fuck. So what is that? Yeah, it was. Know. It was like MySpace without the the journal or anything, and it was it was kind of more like or without the blogs and stuff. It was just a really crappier Facebook, and it was the <laughs> first one. And I remember this is honestly how someone described MySpace to me. I'm not. This isn't a joke. I want to specify that because it's going to sound that way. But when someone introduced me to MySpace, it was at a party, and they went, it's like if Friendster and LiveJournal were one thing. Whoa. Pan, can you do me a favor and cut this out and just put in um, Nakasonic Teenage Warhead's line, fuck your old? <laughs> yes! <laughs> She's the best character in that movie. Fuck your old. She's not even a real character. How dare like, you? No, 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 no. I mean, like, because I was like, oh, man, she's really cool in the Deadpool movie. Um... And I was like, all right, I'm going to look up the uh, teenager character. And then I find out that, like, she's a name alone. They took a name from another character and then just, like, made up something. Yeah, like, in the original script, they wanted to have, like, some sort of, uh, what do you call those, future predictors? What do you call those people? Telepaths? Something like that, yeah. But then they eventually just changed Psychics? Yeah, psychics. (laughs) That's what I was looking for. tellers? Yeah, a future predictor is one of those things. But they just slowly changed her into some other thing that was needed for the story. So, I mean, Negasonic Teenage Warhead in the comics was just some character that appeared like two times or something and didn't really do much. And they were like, yeah, we'll just use this, whatever. So, you know, no, nothing of value was lost. Everything was gained. <laughs> of course you're not complaining. Yeah. Anyway, so you guys want to get into... Oh, wait, the next video. What? What is the next video? That's a great fucking question. I've been on vacation, essentially, but the next video, I guess, will be top five adult animated hidden gems, like any sort of adult animated movies that uh, no one really ever talks about. You know, like the movie Nine, if anyone remembers Nine. It's not a gem. I mean, it's, it's, not, a, it's not a good movie. How? There's a reason why we stopped talking about it. <laughs> well, it's worth <laughs> noting. I mean, it made it to the the- wide-release theaters. You know, it's kind of... It, co- it came out on 90909. Yeah, right? that's it, a big deal. Didn't it? Yeah, 999. 999999999! Yeah. What, is what, are the, what are the other top five... Or don't tell us. It'll ruin the video later. Uh, I guess we'll find out when the list comes out yeah. next Tuesday. Yes. Let's get into the news. This is CNN. Can I, can I add an impromptu news bit? Go ahead. Make me gay. All right, sweet. Sure. 
Um, so as people have known, at E3, Hideo Kojima unveiled the game Death Stranding, and it was just a teaser trailer, nothing, um, no gameplay or anything, and he got an award. <laughs> well, it was best, best of E3 award. Huh? Best of E3 award. Best of E3 award for a fucking teaser trailer. <laughs> Look, Tadeo Kojima, you know it's going to be good. <laughs> yeah, but it's just funny to me how it's just, that's like giving a trailer an award. <laughs> just, I mean, was it a really good trailer? It was interesting, but I didn't think like it deserved an award, really. Wasn't the trailer like 30 seconds long and it's just some naked guy picking up a baby and that's it? Yeah, the trailer. Wait, a naked guy picking up a baby? Give that man an award. <laughs> it was with Norman Reedus, too, so you know it's good. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, it was just basically him. He had a handcuff on his left arm, and he, like, picks up a baby with an umbilical cord attached to it. And then the baby disappears, and there's oil everywhere. And then he stands up, and he has a C-section scar. Oh my god, it's the movie... What's that Schwarzenegger movie? Junior. I was gonna say, Junior, I was going to say Twins. Whoops. <laughs> oh no. But yeah, so that won an award, and I just wanted to mention that because I think it's really funny how, like, Kojima's just such an icon in gaming that he just wins an award for showing a trailer. Yeah. What if that game never gets released? That game probably will never get released. <laughs> oh. Since since Kojima has no creative wish restrictions whatsoever, people think he's going to add in like a month long boss battle. Oh boy! <laughs> because for those of you not in the know, um, in Metal Gear Solid Three, there's a boss fight called the End, and it takes him like it can take you up to an hour to beat him because it's a sniper duel, and you have to like you have to like strategically find places to like camp and then like snipe him from. And then he runs away and you have to find him again. Of course, me being me, I just kind of shot at him with a shotgun until he died. But, <laughs> Did it work? Uh, yes. Oh, good. <laughs> and um, the, he originally wanted that boss battle to be two weeks long, but people told him that it was not a good idea. What? Yeah. <laughs> two week, a two week long boss battle with the end. Jesus. Oh. Also, if you want an award just by releasing a teaser trailer, you, you know, you come out of the gate with awards. It's just downhill from there. Mm-hmm. At that yeah. point, you just need to go home. You're done. Yeah. You won. It's over. Victory. Like, so he doesn't need to make the game. The incentive yeah. is gone. You know, it's like giving a kid uh, like the, their allowance before they do their chores. Like, what's the point? Yeah. And one of the um, best things was that when Kojima tweeted, he said, the first award for Death Stranding. <laughs> <laughs> implying, implying that he would get more. It's brand recognition, I believe. Yes. But speaking of like a two week boss battle, that reminds me when I was younger, I always had this idea for like some sort of MMO or something where when you log out, your character just goes to sleep and basically you have to find like, a, I don't know, a bed to sleep in. But like your character is still there in that bed. So any other character could come up and kill it. So the only way you can protect it if you if you stay awake in the game for as long as possible, which means being logged in forever. It's fucking savage. Yeah, that, that'd be a great idea. Like it's like my Tamagotchi in '98. Whoa, yeah, that's basically like the most interactive thing ever. But let's get into the animation news. This is CNN. All right, Shrek Five. It's fucking what? happening. It's happening? It's oh, no. gonna they're gonna do it. They're gonna finally do it. Wow. Nothing can stop the Shrek. 
nothing. Like I hope that I hope that when the trailer comes out, it's like some heroes must always return. I'm back. And it'll be like <laughs> somebody once told me the world. The wait is ogre. <laughs> they gotta modernize it and make a dubstep remix of All Star. What's the What's the All Star of 2016? Hmm, that's a great question. Oh. What's the, I, mean, I don't, what's think, the I don't ki- think that's a That's not a song that you get like generation versions of. Hmm, like what was before All Star? Something by Fallout Boy. They'll play. I don't know. <laughs> oh yeah, like that that. ABC's dance song. I, I'm not keeping like, up with music. What What is this generation's Gangnam Style? I think it's Gangnam Style. Isn't yeah, that? Yeah, I think I think we're still on that one. I, I think I think we've all. I think we've all inadvertently come to the conclusion that you can't have generations of a certain song because all songs are unique in their own special way. Yeah, that's true. They'll just have, they should just have Smash Mouth again. I mean, you know, All Star. They could just have Walking on the Sun. That's still sitting there for Shrek to walk on. Yeah. And, the, and, the, and the tagline for the movie is Shrek is love, Shrek is life. Yeah. Oh, like, donkey, Peter, the fucking donkey. sun burns. Holy shit. Wait, wait, wait. Guys, guys, I think we're looking at it in the all the wrong possibilities. We're looking at it as like a doom thing. Like this is the worst situation. But think about how much the Shrek culture has grown. <laughs> and there's so many memes and in jokes they can pull from. The Shrek culture. Shrek. <laughs> this is I'm like sorry, I was trying to be serious. The Shrek. Shrek hipster thing. I you know that there are people who are gonna be so excited for this. will be like Jurassic World, and I'll go to the theater and be like, wait, you guys are like really into this? Oh, okay. All right. And they'll be wearing <laughs> shirts and they'll be like wearing like they'll be like, What's donkey with you? And then they'll laugh at each other and all this shit. It's you know? nothing but inside jokes now. <sighs> Probably. I can't wait for the Shrek Armageddon. Armageddon. Shrek. Shrek 5 starts out with um, the all-star, uh, the Smash Mouth singing in Shrek universe. So they're alternate versions of themselves. And it's in the uh, far, far away where it's like Shrek and the gang are in the concert. That's how they start. That's the only way. I fucking picture that, through. though. Oh, my God. I literally see it in my head. Oh, make it stop. Did you guys ever see Shrek 4? No. no. Okay, I did in theaters. And, like, you can kind of feel... The movie just running out of steam at that point. The franchise was long dead at that point. It just felt that so... That was at three. Oh, fine. Three. Number three was where it ran steam. But, like, four was just like, wow, this is this is over. The hype train is gone. But, like, maybe Wait, after... You, you, mean, you mean it was ogre? Oh, fuck. <laughs> We're going to use that. We're going to wear that pun out by the end of this podcast. Probably. <laughs> I love how... I love there are certain things we can never stop talking about. One is Sonic, the second is Shrek. Yeah, like oh. all the best guests on our podcast always end up talking about sh- uh, Sonic. Yeah, it never ends. It we never we should get the person who directed the first Shrek to come on, and he can talk about the Shrek Shrek franchise or the Shrek uh, Shrek eyes or the Shrek the Shrek illusion the Shrek illusion. Oh, will it be an expanded universe? Is Puss in Boots, and then maybe Puss in Boots will get it'll be Puss in Boots two. No, Shrek five. Puss in Boots 2, Donkey gets a movie, Fiona gets a movie, then they team up for Shrek 6, Avengers style. 
There so, we go. They start out with Avengers and they split up and then they reform the Avengers yet again. My bosses at DreamWorks thought it was a genius idea. So <laughs> No, no, no. See, this would be more um, – they, they start out with Shrek 5 to reintroduce Shrek into the populace. Then they take one of their other beloved franchises like uh, How to Train Your Dragon and then you take another one and then that becomes – it's a DreamWorks Avengers movie. Oh, no. that's Don't mess with How to Train Your Dragon. Sorry, too late. You said in motion. This is your fault, uh, Jim. It is my fault. I find it funny that um, whenever there's a new Disney movie, they always say from the from the creators of uh, the last few movies, Jungle Book, uh, Zootopia. Yeah. But for whenever there's a DreamWorks movie coming out, they always say from the creators of Shrek. Like, is there nothing else DreamWorks is proud of? I mean, it's like that and How to Train Your Dragon. Those yeah. seem to be the two. They, I mean, why don't they? They never really market the directors or who the creative people are behind each of these movies. And it would have been interesting if like, like I don't really know who directed like frozen for example, but if they had the ad for that and it was like from the directors of this, that and the other thing, well, I'm oh, sure they, they'll, they'll, they'll Disney will, directed all Disney movies. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I should have known basically. that. Or like with, with who directed Zootopia, it could be like from the director of brother bear. I mean, I only see that whenever there's like a straight-to-video film that comes out and they're saying from some guy who worked on Shrek, from some guy who watched Shrek or whatever. (laughs) I like when they used to do uh, from the executive producer of, I was like, what? Yeah, it's like, that's like, that doesn't really, you know, translate to much of anything. It's like, no, it reminds me like when someone says from the studio that brought you this film. Yeah. Well, although when I was a kid, uh, in middle school when the first Next Generation movie came out that wasn't um, that wasn't the one with Shatner but the first solo one and there was a the critic uh, the was it the critic byline or whatever the poll quote sorry the critical poll quote said more fun than Independence Day and the popular kids in my middle school went to see Star Trek because they were like well we love Independence Day so let's go and I was going to see Star Trek with my dad and they were coming out and they were like, worst fucking movie. That is not more fun than Independence Day. It's nothing like it. God, whoa, why do we trust movie ads? They're the worst. And I was just like, like, I just came because I like Star Trek. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, man, that reminds me. Like, you ever see one of those, like, critic quotes in, like, a commercial or something and it's so wildly inaccurate or overhyped? Like, I remember when I, I yeah. saw the... The uh, commercials to Robots, uh, that Blue Sky movie, if anyone remembers. Yeah, I I remember it, but I never saw it. Okay, like I remember the commercial said, more incredible than the Incredibles, which is utter fucking lies. You can't fucking say that. (laughs) I wonder if he, he, that critic wrote wrote that when he saw the Incredibles and go, I'm going to use this for something. I'll put this in my file, like critic pull quotes I can use later. And they're like, we need a pull quote. And he goes, don't worry, I've got a whole drawer of them. (laughs) (laughs) Do you want like, do you want sexier than the Sixth Sense? And they're like, that doesn't... Makes sense. That wasn't a sexy movie. Oh my god! I was drunk. Don't. I'll find another one. Hold on. Um, uh, 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 More laughs a minute than Saving Private Ryan. Oh god! I'm screwing this up. Uh. There needs to be a critic, um, a critic line generator. Like, just take a bunch of buzzwords and throw them into this like algorithm, and then you get like a a bag full of laughs, just like the Siberian film. A roller coaster what? of fun. There was a, a 
a thing a couple of years ago where too many critics said it's like a fever dream. And and that became such a problem that when Spring Breakers came out, that's the movie that ended it because someone wrote an article about how critics are overusing the term fever dream to describe the experience of seeing a movie. And they pulled sections of like all these big critics reviews that used fever dream to describe spring breakers. And then after that, I haven't seen fever dream used in like a couple of years because they were all <laughs> clearly embarrassed, but it got weird. Cause I was like, you know, when I'm sick, I, I don't, I don't really remember those dreams and I don't have like weird dreams directed by some art director with neon colors. So maybe I'm not getting the right sick. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> this reminds me like, I remember from, there was this show on G4 called Code Monkeys. It was like this pixelated yeah. uh, workplace comedy and it was animated. And uh-huh. um, I remember one of the quotes was, this is better than South Park. And it was a quote from some guy named Metroid71, which is like a username on like the on an internet forum. <laughs> like they couldn't find a critic. They had to find some fan on an internet forum to quote... I mean, I've seen them use Twitter in uh, TV ads before. Oh. Like, to use tweets. Because you can, I think you can use it. I don't know if they tell them that they're using it, but <laughs> I think you can use it if you oh, want. So that they just me. have to say, at, 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 uh, but fan 78. Yeah. Oh, that, that, that reminds me, like, for Batman v Superman, there was this one quote they took saying, uh, it blew my mind from at... I don't know, Banana Republic lover. And when you go to that one guy's thing, he has only one tweet and it just says, I did not enjoy Batman v Superman. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. I love sometimes if you uh, see some, or or it was, I was reading a story and it was just like Malia, am I saying this right? Malia Obama, right? Is that it? I don't know. Okay, let's just say, I don't sound like a horrible racist, but um, it's like her friend took, sorry, her friend took a picture of her at Lollapalooza and I went, oh, well, who's this? I just randomly clicked on her friend's Twitter and I was like, oh, nobody's following this person. They have like a hundred followers. And most of the time when it's like a big story, you think, oh, they probably have like thousands of followers after this. They don't. They have like, no one, no one's interested in them. Dope. But, uh. Crap, what was the other critic quote I was thinking? Oh, wait. Okay, does anyone remember that horror movie that came out about a few months ago called The Boy? It was with a dog. Oh, yeah, I do remember that. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to link it below in the description. But uh, instead of, like, actual quotes with words, they just use emojis to show how scared they were. I didn't see that. Let me just Google it real quick. I'm curious now. I'll link it below. I give that review a poop emoji. Yes. The the boy TV spot. Hashtag scary AF. Yes, that's it. It has 49 dislikes. Oh, 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 you're right. You're right. Link, link it, link it. Yes. Oh, my God. What the fuck is movies? 
I mean, I feel they could have gone a little further. What they should have done was also showed, like, uh, night vision goggle visions of uh, audience members going, <gasps> ooh, hiccups. Oh, yeah, they do that a lot. Why haven't... What started that, anyway? I think Paranormal Activity. <laughs> These are so funny. <laughs> yeah, I... Wait, wait. I want to point out, I want to point out in the, uh, where's the one where the face switches real quick? <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, at about, at about like seven, hold on, seven seconds, there's this one where it's a happy face and it switched to a skull oh, really quick. fuck. <laughs> oh, my God. I actually really wanted to see this movie. A friend of mine was like talking it up, and I was like, "I'm gonna wa- eventually watch it." The boy. I never did. You should give when you see it. You should tweet out just emojis, and then we'll know. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot wait until uh, the emoji movie finally happens and we come full circle. But anyone else can think of any sort of a uh, horrible critic quotes. It stinks. I love it. Every now and then they used to. They haven't done it in a while. Give like internet like YouTube people credit quotes, but it's always on the saddest movies. Mm-hmm. Like like that uh, Vince Vaughn movie where he's like the, the sperm donor to like a million kids. Delivery Man, I think it was called. <laughs> and he actually shot that around where I lived at the time and I saw him on my way to work. We were like, I was walking by this guy and I looked over and I'm like, holy shit, that's Vince Vaughn. That's the whole story. Um, But, but yeah, I remember like that one, most of the quotes are from like YouTube critic people and I was like, ugh, why did you even see this movie? Like I've never even seen, who would see Delivery Man? Looked awful. <laughs> wow. Like that's like, they're so desperate. They're like, let's get some YouTube people. <laughs> I mean, for all I know, like maybe someone at one point quoted the podcast or my videos for uh, their thing. They're probably like, uh, Pizza Party Podcast says they give it two out of five Shreks. <laughs> <laughs> no more. <laughs> no, no, I mean, I would give it two and a half, but come on. It's, it's not donkey enough to get that many Shreks. What it really pisses me off is when people say, yeah, I hated how this uh, video game review gave gave it only gave this game only like six point five out of t- ten. I would have given it six point seventy five. <laughs> I've seen people do this unironically, sadly. Like I remember when GameTrailers.com was still up. Now it's uh, Easy Allies or Easy Allies. I don't even know what's anymore. But 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 I used to go on the you know, look at the comments to the video reviews, and there was always somebody that was pissed for some stupid reason, like, oh, this is one point below my out of ten score. Fuck this review. I never get the, I don't know, I don't even do the scores, because it's like, people get so upset. They're like, why'd you give this an, a B and give that a C? But if you read the review, I mean, that's why people say you're supposed to read it, yeah. not judge the weird you know, thumbs up, thumbs down, or whatever, you know, star rate. Although no one can do thumbs up, thumbs down, because Ebert's, Ebert and Siskel's estates own the copyright and trademark. What? Oh, you didn't know that? Really? Yeah, they own they own that. And apparently when, you know, remember when their show at the movies, they got kicked off and some <laughs> other people got on it? Yeah. They had to come up with a new system because Siskel and Ebert themselves, or their estate, because they're both dead, own the thumbs up thumbs down thing true story that's why no one uses it yep they own the savage they own the trademark copyright even though that that comes from like ancient uh rome or greece or something it's like from when they would be like should we throw this guy to the lions and they do the thumb thing that's where it's from but now they own the rights to it wow so ebert ebert and roper i mean ebert and (laughs) siskel sorry i I grew up with ebert and siskel 
R- well, Roper just got to rent it. He never owned it. I like to think they're like, yeah, you can use it over my dead body. Oh, wait. <laughs> oh. See, that was fucking savage. So, basically, Ebert and Siskel were the original Fine Brothers who trademarked something so basic that th- they didn't even come up with, essentially. Fuck you, Pan. I was going to make that joke. It's true. Like, if they did that today, they would get fucking crucified by the internet. I mean, well, I think it's it's different in some ways because I think when they copyrighted it, it was that no other TV show. So no other TV show could do it. And in that guys, I think it makes sense. But the Fine Brothers, what they did is they tried to make it so no one could make a react thing. Mm-hmm. And like Siskel and Ebert didn't copyright like making movie reviews. So I think it's like it is if looking at the media context now Yes, it's shitty. I mean, it was shitty then, but it was more under you. You can because there's so many ripoff shows. Like every critic in the world tried to do a Cisco and Ebert type show, but they so they stopped them from doing the thumbs up, thumbs down, so they could be unique. So in that guys, I get it because I think they did it in the '80s. But if they did it now, it wouldn't work because media is so different. You know. I was gonna say. I mean, the the Fine Brothers just wanted to protect their videos, but. <laughs> But I think they 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 copyrighted React though, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They copyright. They, I, I, oh, oh, sorry. I, I, I'm not defending the Fine Brothers. Fuck the Fine Brothers. What they're happened to them after that whole thing? I don't. Even I think know. they're fine now. People kind of gave over. You know, got up. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. I just I realized what I did there. Though uh, no, they're. <laughs> I mean, it was such a bad idea. They should have thought about like. Well, because I don't know if we talked about it on the podcast or not, but the scary thing was they were so close of doing what they were attending to do. They only had a week left and their copyright would have went through because they copyright it. And there's like this like month period where like the public can like send in like, you know, rebuttals to like prevent it. And they like they, they pre-made their announcement a week too soon and that's one of the things that they like. They're kicking their head. Like, they, they look so pissed in their videos. It's because they fucked up. <laughs> like not they fucked up in the they did something morally wrong, but they fucked up because they ruined their plans. Uh, it's very super villainy type mm. plan. Like to be like no one can no one can react to anything after we do this. No. My one. favorite thing about it though was there's so many YouTubers that hated the Fine Brothers, but they were such a big part of YouTube and that one percent royalty bullshit that like uh, no one really wanted to say anything because it's one of those things that they could easily blacklist you, oh, you know, because they were so well connected. Oh shit! Like That's animators fuck. fucking hated them because I, I I'm not gonna specify who, but I because I, I, I'm connected with enough internet animators that I know that they approached a lot of people trying to get like. Trying to get like a 10 minute video out of animators for like $300. Jesus. Which, just so you know, 30 seconds on average, I could probably, if I'm working my ass off, get maybe a day's worth of animation out of that. And that's if like it's really simple. So that's say 12 hour work thing going on, and they wanted me to do 10 minutes. That would be like two or three weeks worth of work, if yeah. not even longer, you know, like, uh, properly to do animation right. It would be like that would be like three, four months, six. Yeah. Uh, and they wanted you to do it in 300 bucks. I feel like Psychic Pebbles was one of them because he made a video just fucking shitting on them. We've did I mean, teens react, elders react, adults react, kids react. What else can we do? I don't know. We're running out of ideas. Quick. <laughs> 
to the idea fountain, and then they just beat a dead horse. <laughs> oh. They could have had they could have had people reacting to them beating a dead horse. Oh, uh, just the Smash Brothers sounds when the people die. <laughs> well, I mean, I I I hate when I hear about I don't know YouTube people who do that because like just pay people so poorly because I get that it's like it's expensive to run a business and stuff, but they should also think about like you know working with other people and that if it's expensive for you to run that business, it's also expensive. For other people to, you know, live and eat and shit and like maybe be a little understanding because I don't know, just or like just I, I hate hearing that shit. It's just like really sad. It's across the board, though. I don't, I've never yeah. met like a YouTuber who's like, yeah, I really like the fine brothers. I like the business practices. Yeah. Not that that's like something that pops up in casual conversation, but, you know, like everyone just has kind of, kind of like a bad story about them. And so them fucking up there and then like everyone like finally was like coming out and just being like, you know what? Fuck those guys. It was nice. It felt really good. It, it felt fine. <laughs> yeah, well, this is fine. Well, this, is fine. this was topical. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I always wanted to do is like go on YouTube and make a video where it's just like discussing, saying my thoughts on blank. And it's like something that happened like 10 years ago that nobody talks about. Like my thoughts on the Anna Nicole trial. <laughs> yeah. Or my thoughts on what happened in 2005. Uh, Oh, the Dixie why Chicks I get, or whatever. Why I get more photos if I am friends with uh, X-Men The Last Stand on MySpace. <laughs> there was this meme a while back that was like, I'm late for blank school, where it's like um, in anime, like people who are late for school have like took their breakfast in their mouth while they're running. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So people would do like, I'm late for uh, fish school and they'd hold a fish in their mouth or something. <laughs> and, wh- and what I've wanted to do is go, I'm late for meme school and I just have a picture of the original meme in my mouth. <laughs> and so and it's perfect because you could do that at any time you wanted because then you'd be late for it and the later you do it the funnier it gets but i'm just too lazy to do it <laughs> well, you I, do, do one when it's current then just have it saved on your computer wait six months then put it out yeah you know you know Jeez. something that's kind of current news wise like um that kind of touches upon me now what? Is um, which, by the way, I want to address that I am transgender and it was not a joke. Like I, I do go by Izzy. In the last month, I've been. Yeah. I, I know voice wise, I still sound like a dude, but that doesn't change over time. And my girl voice sounds awful right now, so I'm not gonna do that. Um, using the bathroom. That's terrible. I hate using the bathroom in public. Oh yeah, I can imagine. It's so stressful because, like, from afar, I'm pretty passable and even relatively close. But when I speak, I'm not. And it's just one of those things where, like, if I bump into someone or someone says something, it reveals it, and it's awful. So I don't use the bathroom, and it's I just wait till I get home, and it's awful. Damn, oh, that sucks. Or you could I mean, just be you could just be a mute and just be like, just pretend you're mute. No, or just talking like a uh, banjo kazooie sounds, you know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the subtitles will take care of it. Have Have you been to? There's no like all gendered bathrooms or anything. Uh, okay, so on um, when I went to LA a couple weeks ago, or maybe it was a month, two months now. Um, when I went to VidCon, um, on the way back, I decided because I revealed to uh, the people that I work and do animations for that hey, I, I'm transgender, and like I went to a Rise Nine party with all these big famous YouTubers as Izzy. Uh, I didn't have the name at the time, but 
um, I felt so good about it. And the next day, I, like the rest of the vacation, I went to like tour it and I bought a, a dress or two and I, I just was Izzy the rest of the time. And then I decided to fly home as Izzy. Uh-huh. And um, the plane, like, I guess I could have gotten the plane, the, the bathroom, but between planes, because I had to fly to Chicago before going back to Indianapolis. And I was there for an hour and I really had to pee. Uh-huh. And it was one of those things where, like, I kept, go, like, walking through and I see a bathroom and, like, I almost walk in and I'm like, no, because uh, I, I, I had, like, a little bit of stubble going on. So, like, from far away, I was good. But, like, uh, just because uh, I, I had to fly, like, at 3 o'clock in the morning. Like, it, it was ridiculous. Um, but, yeah, so I finally, like, went found, like, a, a, a stewardess and I was like, hey, I'm transgender. I need to use the bathroom. Is it okay for me to use the girl bathroom? Is it against the law? I don't know. I haven't really been keeping up with the thing. And uh, like, she's like, it's uh, you can use the girl's bathroom. It's cool. Uh, There's also a family bathroom. So I used the the unisex family bathroom for that. And that was really relieving. But Uh like, it's, it sucks that now going and using the bathroom is such a stressful event. Oh, that sucks. Yeah, it really does. Damn. Yeah. I mean, I don't like going to the public bathroom, but that's just because urinals are weird. But that has nothing to do with. Never mind. Sorry. Um, <laughs> some something that happened to me that scarred me from using public bathrooms was uh, I was like uh, I was just I was like in uh, first grade, I think, and uh, I was just using the bathroom, whatever, and like. There the are these kids who I could hear, and they were like, oh, dude, there's a kid in there. And they're like, what are we going to do? And I'm just like, what the fuck do you want with me? <laughs> <laughs> were they shaking down the uh, stall? Um, no, but I could hear them, like, trying to plot with something. Oh, shit. And, and I was I was terrified, and I didn't use the bathroom again until third grade. <laughs> so I went for, like, two years without using the school bathroom. Oh, Whoa, you must have had to really go at the end of those two years. <laughs> <laughs> I remember. Shut uh, up. <laughs> I remember, like, uh, I don't know, kinder, whatever, before first grade. Uh, which Kindergarten one? or yeah. pre-first? I don't know. Pre, we'll call it pre-first because I don't know. Anyway, like, I was one of those stupid kids who like pull my pants down all the way when I'm using the. Well, I, I don't use the urinals on the walls. I use the regular toilets in the stalls, but I pull my pants down all the way so my ass is exposed. <laughs> and I remember uh-huh. kids would always like these two asshole twins would always look under the stall and start laughing at me. <laughs> Whoa, that's that's invasion of privacy though. Those kids shouldn't have been doing that. No, I, I saw an Onion article where it was like a uh, seven, seven-year-old knows he only has a year left where he can pull his pants down at the urinal. <laughs> because it's like, like that's fine in first grade, but, you know, second grade, that shit don't stand. You can't be doing that. I, I somehow know? feel that somewhere out there there's like an old man who's like in his 60s who just casually does that everywhere he goes. Just like doesn't matter. Or like there's some guy who like, like just a normal guy in his 30s and then he goes to the bar and you're like hey man oh yeah you're going to the bathroom too sure and he just like drops his I'm pants going to the bathroom head. also and you're like whoa what are you doing and you go what do you mean i'm going to the bathroom what's what's the problem do you, do you guys remember the uh the amanda show mm-hmm. yeah i remember the first episode had a thing where it's like it was a really bad date and there's a part where it's like amanda's like hey do you mind if i go use the bathroom and the guy's like sure and then she just sits there he goes, I thought you were going to use the bathroom. I am. Uh, <laughs> I remember that. Yeah. That's like an old, that's from, uh, that was in Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. Dirty Rotten Scoundrels also with Steve Martin. <laughs> that's a thing. We don't know what that is, Jim. 
Oh, it was a movie with Steve Martin. Fuck, you're old. I'm, I'm throwing out, that one up. I'm, I'm throwing out weird references yeah, today. Yeah. References, no, <laughs> no one would you get. I, I, I know that feel. <laughs> I'm so glad that because like before the podcast, he, he was making references and like Nolan said something, and like over here, I'm just like, I'm so glad I'm not the only one. I just want you guys to think I'm cool. <laughs> I mean, they're not that obscure. I'm not like Dennis Miller obscure, but Izzy, fuck you, Izzy. Yeah, you're not cool. You're uh, too cool. We're cool. Whoa, that was a good. That was a. I didn't expect that to go that way that was that was a good twist no no literally no literally too cool you're she's too cool like two individual cools oh hey izzy what yeah can, can we call you izzy exalia fuck you yeah <laughs> speaking of calling me things so the so I, I kind of like announced it on my youtube channel about my own personal one and so far, the biggest thing is like, what are you going to change your name to? Because like, uh, I guess I'm no longer Stev, so I can't be Stev Ray Bro. Like everyone's just like, you got to change it. Is it? And everyone keeps like, oh, you should do it like you did your name because Stev Ray Bro is Stephen Ray Brown, and now I go by Izzy Ray Brown. Um, so it should be Iz Ray, and then instead of Bro, be Sis. And I'm like, did you guys read that out loud? Because it it basically sounds like Is racist. <laughs> See, that's a good pun, though. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, no. uh, all, all your fans can call yourselves proud is racists, you know? I like that so much. We can all be as racists. I mean, it sounds like Israeli. Like, you're, I guess maybe you're racist against Israeli or something. Oh, I just came up with, if you use that name, you could be like, hi, I'm as racist, and I'm going to talk about Bebe's kids. <laughs> <laughs> no one should talk about Bebe's kids. I've never seen it. I, I I was thinking about it the other day. I was like, man, you know, I'm talking about so many animated movies, but I've never seen Baby's Kids. It's you know? animation. I mean, it is, you know, you don't see a lot of... Didn't it come out in 93? 92 around there. Yeah. Oh, it came out with a video game. It's kind of infamous for that one trailer where it just says, it's animation. Now we got Baby Kid! It's animation... Although it turns out the, the there was a glitch in the trailer's audio and it was supposed to be it's animation with attitude, although something somehow cut it off. And now for the end of time, it's just associated with it's animation. <laughs> yes, but I like I like to think that it was somebody behind the scenes like, God, I fucking hate working on this movie. I'm going to fuck with the audio a bit. Damn. And then it got and then it got through and he's like, I don't give a shit anymore. Fuck everything. I could be making the proud. You, you'll see. I'm going to make the proud family one day. Oh, that was the same person. Yeah. And oh, also the boom make... crew. Oh, the what crew? Oh, yeah. There was this show on uh, Kids WB. It lasted like two episodes and about these hip uh, ooh, urban kids who uh, get launched into a video game and they got to survive using their uh, gang signs and like their hip lingo and stuff. No, I don't think it was the same guy. It's not on his Wikipedia. Fighting aliens. It's basically Attack the Block, the animated series. No. <laughs> Although, shit. So, you guys want to get into the other news? There were, oh, God. Did we? Was the last bit of news uh, about Shrek? I guess so. There's not really that yeah, much oh, news. Yeah. We kind of went off. I mean, hey, I went to Comic-Con. That was pretty cool. People recognize me. I, I guess with Shrek kind of went all over the place. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, Comic Con was great. 
great. Hmm. I'm trying to think. Was there anything stupid that I can think of that happened what, at what, Comic-Con? How many panels did you go to? I went to the Powerpuff Girls panel at Comic-Con. That was worth noting. Like a, Whoa, they let, they let you in? <laughs> sadly, yes. It was on the same day as the We Bear Bears panel, and, like... The good thing is, uh, there wasn't that many people that showed up. Like, those shows, I guess, aren't as popular, because the Steven Universe panel the day before was freaking packed as hell. And mm-hmm. with Powerpuff Girls, like, it was very whatever. Like, the people who stuck around, like, applauding were clearly there for some other panel that happens afterwards. Some vampire show on um, the CW, I think. I'm not sure. Uh-huh. <laughs> but there was, a, there was a moment where one of the voice actresses says something... And, like, there was a small group of audience members who applaud, and it's, like, this small corner on the side, and then the actress says, thanks, small corner on the side, which, uh, that one small corner is actually where all the Cartoon Network employees sit. Oh. 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 It was a pay. It was a really sad panel. Like, well, didn't didn't it get picked up for season two? Well, I with animation, um, season two is usually in production by the time the first episode airs, since it takes so long to animate. Yeah, that's true. And they right. probably thought it was going to be a success. Yeah, like all, and they and they sell it like it is. I think because they're like the beloved new series, and it's like, well, okay, Nolan, would you expect them to be like from well? Some of you guys are watching it. Watch more Powerpuff Girls. Yeah. No, no, I'm not saying that they shouldn't advertise. I'm just saying that beloved is such a weird term to use. Like, because most times people would use hit or cool or whatever, but they chose the term beloved, which is like such a very, it's a very strange specific term that it's almost like they're trying to convince themselves that it's beloved. Yeah. I mean, like, that's, what I, that's what I'm getting at. I mean, the the booth at Comic-Con was a blimp, a uh, parade float sort of thing of the Powerpuff Girls. Like, they were, like, hyping this up, like, yeah, this is going to be a big hit. And they're just thinking, like, it's too big to fail. And everyone's kind of like, oh, it's this show. Uh, like the the people asking the questions, like typically with these Comic Con panels, it's usually people of all different ages and stuff. Like people in the, who are adults or college age or in kids. But for the Powerpuff Girls panel, it was mostly just little girls asking questions. Like anyone above like thirteen, I guess, seems to hate the show. Well, that might help it in the long run, but it doesn't seem to be. <laughs> so <laughs> it's like they're just hoping, like, please come on, just catch on. Please, it worked for Teen Titans Go. Please, they should they should be investing more time in like newer shows, not like that. That was a bad decision all around. Who's up for the Ben Ten reboot? <laughs> oh God, that's awful. I'm gonna watch it. Uh, I'll be disappointed, but I'm gonna watch it. I don't care about Ben Ten, so they can do whatever they want. I like shit that turns into other shit. Beast yeah. Wars, Digimon, Pokemon, Banton. Yeah. Hmm. But uh, as he give us that retrospective now, please. Oh yeah, I told Nolan that I want to do a Ben Ten retrospective <laughs> of all four series. Oh yeah, like afterwards, uh, there was an autograph signing, which um. Sometimes the the autograph line isn't too long, so they say, hey, they, like before, you're supposed to get a ticket before you can enter the autograph line, but the tickets are passed out hours before, and I didn't have one, but sometimes if it's a, 
if the line isn't long enough, they just let anyone in. And <laughs> I just showed up right there and got my free poster autographed by the director and the directors and the voice cast and whatever. Um, I'm pretty sure the director for Powerpuff Girls is the guy who does that um, orange or yellow square thing from oh, Frederator. Wow, wow, Wubsy. Yeah. One of them recognized my T-shirt. Well, that I was openly bragging about who I am. Anyway, so one of them, some one of the writers on the Powerpuff Girls writes, two pan pizza. Can't wait for part two. <laughs> <laughs> part two of my Powerpuff Girls re, uh, review reboot. Uh, I can't wait till till Nero's Q gets the 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 picture of you getting this poster signed and goes. See, you kind of do like the Powerpuff Girls. <laughs> Holy shit, you do sound like Nero's. Oh no. <laughs> oh, really? He really if, was if, Nero's. Maybe maybe next time we don't need to get him on. I can just play him, and it'll be a lot easier. And I'll just be like. They're like, why Why did you do that? You're so stupid. It's a pretty good show. There's girls in it. I don't know. I'm Nero's Q. Why do actors, I don't trust them because they say lines like they're acting. <laughs> yeah, he didn't understand the concept of actors. <laughs> this is so mean. I'm sorry. Let's leave Nero's Q alone. I, I don't like movies where they have a director because I don't like people directing me. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, sorry. Oh, sorry, Nero's Q. Also, while at Comic-Con, like, there was a line for um the new, for any new Nickelodeon show, like Loud House, Harvey Beaks, uh, which, uh, <laughs> I don't know, someone saw my shirt and openly said, hey, wait a minute, you're Pan Pizza, which I was right in the middle of getting autographed by some of these cartoon people. And, like, the day after, one of those cartoon creators messaged me saying, Hey, I, I really find your videos fun. Maybe I should go on the podcast sometime. So we might have some Nickelodeon person who also did a show on Cartoon Network to be on uh, the podcast some point. Maybe. I don't know. That's oh, cool. awesome. Oh, when's, well, do you know when? Or? Oh, I don't know. I haven't emailed them back. I was like, uh, you know, I don't want to look too desperate, you know. Yeah. Gotta oh, make them wait. Just... Don't make, don't make him wait, you fucking. <laughs> you don't want to. You don't want to call a creator after you've gone on a date the next day. You got to wait a yeah. week. You know. What is this? A fucking nineties uh, rom com? <laughs> In the industry, yes. It's like oh my a, it's god, you got a date with Brad. <laughs> don't call him back so quick. Yeah. Remember, you want to keep boys waiting. Nolan, stay. Nolan, I think I have your phone and you have my phone, oh. and we were texting oh. the wrong people. <laughs> <laughs> but also while I was in that line, um, I met uh, Chris Savino, the creator of The Loud House, and I told him, hey, I really like Lucy Loud, the goth one. And he just says to me, gee, I wonder why. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm, I'm sure Chris Savino just looks through like the, the Loud House tag on Tumblr and he's just disappointed in everybody, you know. Just seeing all the incestual art in Rule 34, people drew of his characters. It's like, wow, this was going to be something. I want to believe that he's actually like all the cartoon creators in Cartoon Network and Nickelodeon. Disney are all really big fans of your channel. And like uh, the the guy that wants to be on just like while listening to this because he's listening to it Tuesday goes to check his phone to see if he got a text from you. Oh, (laughs) it's like maybe one day he'll reply. I want to be as cool as Nero's. <laughs> yeah. 
so any industry people uh, message me for whatever on email, you know, rebeltaxi at yahoo.com. Oh, oh, wait, I gotta, hang on, I gotta, I gotta plug the fan junk playlist. If anybody has any YouTube videos pertaining to the podcast or Rebel Taxi, email them to me at rebeltaxi at yahoo.com. And <laughs> we have the fan DeviantArt and the fan Reddit in the description. But yeah, Comic-Con was great. Hang on, how long am I recording? Oh, we recorded almost an hour because I'm like out of breath and I'm in the closet, so. Oh, you, you know, I just came out. You can come out too. Oh. Perhaps I'll kill you. You know that, don't you? You're going mad. Where is he? <laughs> Why aren't you Takes is one bad day. Let's talk about the killing joke, because I heard that movie was a joke. Did you see it or? No. I heard a lot of people hate on it, so that counts. It's not a joke, it's just mildly amusing. The killing then no one saw the killing joke also, right? Yes. Did you see it in the you saw it in theaters as well on Monday or? Um yes I did. Um and I, I can't tell you how annoying it is when you go with someone who's like who like reacts out loud to the movie. And they're like, oh, yeah. Oh, that's a great. Oh, and it's like, <laughs> shut the fuck up. Jeez. See, I didn't get that. I just got a guy who snored because he <laughs> fell asleep and his girlfriend was like, stop it. You're embarrassing me. <laughs> stop it. And, and then and then but I got used to it. And then when he stopped snoring, it was more distracting. Because it was like, once you got used to it, it was fine. Anyway, sorry. No one cares about this guy snoring. But, um, <laughs> you know, I think they maybe, and maybe I didn't get the memo on this, should have told us all that they were going to do the Batgirl thing beforehand, like a little earlier than when it premiered. Because I feel like not being ready for it kind of instigated a lot of the controversy. Not that that would have made the movie better, but it would have been nice because I thought like a month before, oh, I'm seeing the killing joke. And then suddenly there's this Batgirl thing. And I don't I don't remember if they had said that before, but it's I didn't hear about it until it premiered at Comic-Con. What's the Batgirl thing? Well, oh, uh, so should I explain this? Well, or? I guess yeah, explain spoilers. what the hell. We, we've been calling uh, it the killing joke and people who aren't into like Batman's comic stuff. Oh, because <laughs> I don't know, know what we're ends. talking about. Like, I know the story of the killing joke, but like, is there a, a, a Batgirl series or movie or something coming out as well? Or? Well, so what happens with the killing joke? What they did is they do the whole killing joke comic fairly faithfully. Um, to mind, right, Nolan? I don't think there was two. They changed some things, but it's fairly faithful. They barely changed anything for the second yeah. half of the movie. But the first half isn't the killing joke. It's the story about Batgirl and her retiring from being Batgirl. And it's to kind of give, since if you know about the killing joke in it, uh, Joker shoots and it's very suggested, but not. it's not necessarily the case that the Joker rapes Batgirl in the um, in the comic. Um, but the movie, it's not as insinuated because there's one scene where they kind of kind of act like he sort of did. And so because of there's been a lot of criticism over since the killing joke came out that uh, Batgirl was harmed in such a kind of terrible way. And it was like so violent that uh, they kind of tried to add this intro for Batgirl to give her more of a character um, which didn't really work, but 
that was the whole idea of the intro story, I guess, which is I didn't know at the time and I didn't say it in my review, but apparently is based on a Batgirl story from the comics, which was meant to do a similar thing, but um, are loosely based on. I haven't read the Batgirl story, so I can't say. But yeah, so that's the deal with it. Batgirl fucks Batman. Oh, that too. Oh, I forgot about that part. Sorry. (laughs) In the intro with Batgirl, yeah, they they have this weird... Batgirl Batman sexual relationship. Yeah, it's it's not really even much of a relationship so much as it is just like she kinda like gives into her emotions and she's like, uh Batman's so fucking hot, and then Batman's like, uh, I don't know how to deal with this. I mean, I don't think they because so many people acted like she became Batgirl to 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 get with him, which I didn't think that short was saying. Yeah. I just got the impression she was like it's like, you know, you work with somebody and you have a crush on them type of thing. That's what I got. Yeah. No, I didn't get that implication either. What I, re- I just really thought that, like, th- I, thought the whole perp- I thought the whole purpose of the Batgirl thing was, it, like you said, to flesh her out a bit more before and also explain, like, how we got to this point. And I thought, and I thought it was also strange how they had her narrating the story. Yeah, it's like she doesn't narrate throughout the Killing Joke half, so it's really kind of pointless to well, have her be, to have her be narrating. It doesn't really the thing. I I mean I can understand if someone because it seems like they didn't really love that they were having to because of the poli, you know because of what happens in the Killing Joke to Batgirl. It seemed like that was a sensitive issue for the people making it. It almost felt like maybe they shouldn't they should have adapted it differently. Like they should have had it from her perspective if they were going to do that intro. But like the intro doesn't work with the killing joke. It just doesn't flow very well. And I think they should have maybe just kept it too. Cause killing jokes about Batman, Joker and commissioner Gordon. Yeah. But mainly Batman and Joker and Batgirl. And for, you know, I mean, it's not, it's not, the story's not about her. It's just, she's a casualty of it, but she's not, she's not the focus of the story. And I think, um, but because there's been so much that's, it's kind of like the problem with the killing joke is when you tell anyone, it's a good story, but when you tell anyone about it, they're like, um, it's the story where Batgirl gets raped and stuff. And I think that kind of overshadowed anything else in this, unfortunately for the the makers of this as well, because they, they should have just done. And they, I still think, I mean, if you get the Blu-ray, you could probably just skip over the Batgirl story. Although it's not horrible. I mean, other than it just doesn't fit. It's no. Not, it's um. They try to make it. They try to make it cent. They like you said. They try to make her central to the plot when it doesn't fit. And uh, it, I feel like it would have been stronger if they had a Batman for um and Joker centric first half, or yeah. kind of, or maybe they have the whole flashback be the first half instead, because like. Mm. Um, parts parts of the flashbacks were awkwardly ham-fisted in, which I get was also the original comic too, but I don't know. I feel I, like that maybe if they flushed out the backstory of Joker a bit more for the first half, that would have worked better. I mean, they could have, I just thought they could have just had like a quick, not something as long, just a quick thing at the beginning of the history of Joker getting arrested and getting out. And just, he could have just had Gordon just mentioning his daughter really quickly each time, like just say like, Oh, what are you doing tonight? Oh, my daughter has a hockey game or something. I don't know if she played hockey, but just like that kind of an idea, just something where it would have 
gotten to the point where like the Joker understands that that's important to Gordon, it would have made sense plot wise and would have worked within it. And I think that would have been more understandable, mm-hmm. but it's also, it's so weird because the whole brand of these movies is that they're very faithful and to do this different thing all of a sudden. And it just didn't work with everything they were selling the movie on, which was, Hey, Kevin Conroy and Mark Hamill are back and Tara strong. And like all these things that you are familiar with, and you're going to do killing joke exactly as you remember it. And here we're going to change everything up all of a sudden. It's like, what the, what? Like, I don't think it was the right idea. Like it just did. And I don't think Batman, the Batman and Batgirl thing brought up all these weird incestual issues. And when I tried to explain it to, a couple of friends who read comics, they're like, this movie sounds like just it brought up a bunch of things that no one really wants to get into, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, I didn't I didn't really get um, I mean, I could understand where the incestual like the view comes from because the bad, bad family. family. Yeah. 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 But um, I mean, if anybody knows Batman, even vaguely, I'm pretty sure most people know that Batgirl, I don't think is related to Batman at all. Like I, no, I, I mean, it's the idea of like the father figure, not necessarily the you know yeah. blood father. I guess. I guess I can kind of understand that um, because I'm trying to think. There was a specific example. Oh yeah, Avatar: The Last Airbender. I always thought it was really fucking creepy that Aang and Guitar were together because that it, she was always portrayed as a mother figure to Aang, and I'm like, so he gets with his surrogate mom. That's fucking creepy. Yeah. Hey, some people are into that. Oh no, that's oh, that's true. Yeah. Mommy's boys. I was, what? Oh fuck you! Never mind. Triggered. It was. It was a. Uh, I mean, it was a fine. It. They're not. It's not a horrible movie, but it's just like what they're trying to do with it was a total failure. I mean, I think it's just like. But, I mean, I don't know. What if you just watch the Killing Joke part? That part works. Yeah, I think very well. but it well, is it, maybe it's just DC has realized that they hate Alan Moore and they have to take all of his greatest works and fuck with them when they go to the big screen. Doesn't Alan Moore, doesn't he hate The Killing Joke also? He regrets writing it or something? Yeah, he does. He, well, he regrets he didn't. He said they should not have let me go that far, which is kind of odd because in most of his things, it's like he's blaming them for letting him do that because there's a famous a DC publisher when he said, can I cripple Batgirl or can I like do this to Batgirl? The guy said, cripple the bitch is the quote that everyone keeps using. And, um, that's apparently what he said. Uh, and I think, um, he kind of blames them, but I'm like, dude, you wrote it. Like what the, (laughs) (laughs) you can't, you can't blame your fucking higher ups for something you wrote. Like, um, um, the only, I think the only time you can blame them is if they tell you not to do that. Yeah. Or if they insisted, like, no, you have to cripple her. Like, they yeah. they laid out the plot. But I still, th- you know, even though this is such a side thing, I wish they'd done Death in the Family, which comes out a year after. And time-wise in comics does the same thing where it shows Batman's more mature, people can die. And I prefer Death in the Family as a story. Um, personally, I still, you know, but uh, I don't know why they didn't do that because that works more as a movie. Um, and probably would have been cool to see in theaters, but they didn't. Maybe they're going to do that later. They I know probably, they just did. They probably will. I mean, they did snippets of it, people tell me, and Under the Red Hood. But I mean, like, do the whole faithful thing. I'm sure they will. I don't know if Mark Hamill will come back again and uh, Kevin Conroy. but Mark Hamill says he's going to retire and he never does. 
Yeah. Well, he said in the documentary before that was in theaters. I don't know if it's on the Blu-ray that he's he regretted saying on Twitter that he'd retire, but he said it's like hard on his voice to do the Joker. So I don't know how long he'll do it, but it also might be that he's got Star Wars money and he, <laughs> he doesn't. He's like, I'll do regular show, but you know. I mean, that's the good thing about uh, voice acting is it's not as like intensive as live action acting for, for the most part. Yeah. I think that with Mark Campbell, the killing joke was one story that he really wanted to do. Oh no, that's, that's true. He, he, he had, ins- he said he wanted to do it and apparently that helped it because his celebrity has gone up with uh, star Wars coming back. That was like a major factor in why this got made. Cause like, so. I know he's done with the video games. Like he, he refuses to come back to those. Yeah. I think. Cause I know there was like one that they got like, um, substitute voices for both uh, Batman and Joker, mm. but I'm not sure if they came out with another game afterwards where they brought him back because the other game did poorly yeah, sales-wise. He came back for Arkham Knight when he said he was done at Arkham City, which was the second one. Okay. And then so, for Arkham Origins, which was an in-between game made by a completely different studio, they got Troy Baker to voice him. Okay. But then they also replaced Batman with Roger Craig Smith, so... I mean, what's it, it, Kevin Conroy doing? Can he come back? Well, it was a younger. It was like when Batman first put on the cowl. So they were like, oh, their reasoning okay. was that it's a younger Batman. So Roger Craig Smith does a good job. It's just that, you know, it's not Kevin Conroy. I you mean, know what DC needs to do? They what? need to make um, a Batman Beyond movie and use Kevin Conroy, real actor, as old Batman. Yeah. Ooh, that's that's. Izzy, that's a great idea. That's a great idea. That I love really that. Good. The fuck. I just wonder if they would ever do that, like an actual Batman Beyond film. They were planning it, but then they they when Batman Begins happened, they scrapped it. So I think they were considering it at, at one point. But even a, a lot of people bring up that in Batman Beyond, uh, it uh, it's Barbara Gordon and uh, Bruce Wayne did have a relationship. Um, it says in the past in that one. Um, another thing I want to mention about the killing joke, which I think I mentioned like once or twice before, but I don't know if it was off, off recording or not, was the animation. Yeah. Yeah. People, some people um, like took like they it, they were gift sets, but like they did. Um, they just basically took the animation, redrew them to be more faithful to the comics and like colored them differently. Mm-hmm. And it looks so much better and so much more stylish than the movie, which has this really just dank, vague. Um, I mean, not vague. Like um, basic, just basic, yeah, very basic color palette. Well, it it didn't even the flow of it. Like some sequences, it's like like when the Joker's looking and all the lights come on. That shot is really good. But then there's other shots where I'm like, what did you? Did you guys have to go to lunch? Like, what's going on? Like, just didn't feel as as well as well uh, done. Yeah, Yeah, I mean. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was thinking, like, well, I haven't watched the movie or read the comics, but from what I've seen of the comics, the comics are very neonish. There's a lot of colors going on, so I kind of want to see like Batman, but done sort of in the color scheme of uh, the show Mission Hill. <laughs> so uh, that Batman Forever, uh, the one with the uh, I, the Batman Mr. and Robin. Freeze. Yeah, yeah, that one. So that, that's what you want? Okay, well, maybe never mind. Maybe I should shut up then. <laughs> Whoops. What was that show, Batman uh, Brave and the yeah, Bold? Yeah, Brave and the Bold. Is that kind of like, wasn't that a little like that? I never watched that one. Well, it was Silver Age coloring. Well, I don't know, but it, it wasn't like neon, but it was still pretty. pretty I mean, did you maybe watch the Drew Carey show? 
Uh, a little bit. Why? Oh, the Batman in that one was Oswald. The hell's the Drew Carey show? And why is there Batman in there? There's Batman's on the Drew Carey show. The the the, the guy who played Oswald in the Drew Carey show oh. was Batman oh, in that okay. show. Sorry. And it surprisingly works really really well. Uh, yeah. So Killing Joke was it any good? It was. It was. Yeah. It was okay. I mean, if you like the comic, you should see it. But if you haven't read the comic, just read the comic. <laughs> uh, but know? I don't like reading, so... Uh, well, then just just go see Batman Year One. That was pretty good. Okay. I guess... There's one thing you can say about The Killing Joke, though, that it did it, like really, really well. It, yeah. Did, well, it didn't... It uh, Yeah, it made like three million just off of like four showtimes, basically. It made four million, actually. It oh, made a million it got up and to a four? half... Yeah, yeah, according to the Wikipedia. Um, <laughs> Wikipedia? <laughs> yeah, uh, it, it apparently made like a million over its budget, which shows that there is a uh, – which, you know, it did a pretty good job for a limited run. So it shows that there's actually an audience for adult animation in theaters. Well, it, and the, well, they just did it as a Fandango thing. Mm-hmm. A Fandango, sorry, Fathom event thing. Um, but – if that had been released like in theaters, I think it would have done even better because it it actually I tried to get tickets when it first got announced and it sold out so quickly I couldn't. And then like all these other screens opened up for it because it was like a Monday. Nothing's out, you know. So I think um, it showed there's a lot of interest. So maybe someone will release like the next like DC animated thing like before. I don't know, Wonder Woman or whichever movie, maybe they'll release that, give it a small run like a month before, and I'm, I would come out for it, you know. But people, that's the one thing. I know a lot of people saw this on Kiss Cartoon and stuff, but it is actually good to go, because it got leaked like right after Comic-Con, but it is good to support R-rated and more adult animated stuff because it does show Hollywood that like, oh, hey, we, we can put this out there. We'll put a little more money under this release. So it actually does help if you like, Hey, I saw, I paid to see Helen back just to support. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, like my, one of my dreams really is to see an adult, like animated action movie that that's on par with like a Disney movie. If it's not a traditionally animated, I guess I'll deal with it, but I just want that to happen really bad. And I don't want it to be from Japan. I want to see a Western yeah. So if if they're so that's one of the reasons why I'm going to go see Sausage Party Yay. too. Half, yeah, half, half because it's going to be terrible, so terrible it's probably going to be funny in a really messed up way. And uh the second reason is you got to support this stuff if you want to see like if you want a chance to see the the movies that you want to see. Yeah. Or anything animated that's not a big like a Zootopia or something. I mean, obviously you know, those are I want to see those as well. But like the smaller stuff, like I'll just go to see it more just because it's like I know I can, you know, I, I put in my my admission price. So I helped. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Because yeah. you don't get these uh, weird adult non comedy based cartoons in theaters very often. Like when was yeah. the last time you yeah. saw one of these uh, those sorts of films in theaters like you actually paid for? Uh, uh, the Dragon Ball Z uh, cartoon, uh, the the new films, uh, they released those in theaters here. Yeah. But those were those were weren't those like a Fathom Events thing as well? Yeah, but I mean, like, there's not really a lot of the actual films that, that we're talking about. So yeah, really, sure. we're only going to get these small releases. But the cool thing is that these small releases get bigger each time. 
Like yeah. the first Dragon Ball Z movie was a really small release that didn't happen in every city. And then like the next one, I, I don't I still don't think it happened in every city, but the scope got bigger. I mean, the, the one thing they'll probably say, though, is that when they do these special screenings, people all come out because it's at one showtime. So and when you do a release of something, people are like, oh, well, I could go at five. I could go at seven or they might not go at all. But having a special event, I think, makes more people come out. So that might hurt it in a way. But these numbers were good enough that I've never heard of a Fathom Events thing being in the top. Uh, I think it was the third highest grossing movie for the day, the first nice. day it was out. So I think like that, that does show something happen. I think it hopefully it'll change something or like get something you know, maybe a, an adult animated thing will get a few, you know, a hundred more theaters it wouldn't necessarily get because of this. So, but it was interesting with Sausage Party. I've found so many people do not know what Food Fight is because every time I'm like, it looks like Food Fight. They go, what's that? No, not everybody is an animation hipster such as us, Jim, you know, or <laughs> John John fans. Did you just call us fucking animation hipsters, you asshole? Well, what do we call ourselves, like experts? You know, that's a little too high up there, you know? I, I mean, enthusiast? Yeah, enthusiast. Enthusiasts. I'm fine with just being a Shrek hipster. I'll just be that. <laughs> Good enough. One, one thing, though, that worries me about these adult movies, too, is that they're not going to get fucking advertised. Because that, yeah. that's a lot of the reason why shit doesn't, like, make it or get big. Like, that, I think that's one of the big reasons why Ratchet and Clank, despite being a really blasé film, was so bad at the box office. Because it didn't get advertised at all. Yeah. And I feel like it could have it, it been, like, a moderate success if it, like, was advertised more. Maybe, yeah. At least the game yeah. is uh, do, did well. Well, yeah, but that's, that's because it's the game. Ah, uh, yeah. But I, but on other news, I finally got the first Ratchet and Clank game, and I am enjoying it. It's pretty fun. It's kind of like, play- kind of uh-huh. feels like a Jet Force Gemini in a way, but more crazier. Yeah. Do you, um do you know that one of the trophies for the PS3 version is getting a million bolts? No. <laughs> oh, I can. Sh- I should show you a glitch later how to get a million bolts, but you have to be. Oh, sweet. You have to be a little bit in the game. Although, disappointingly, I didn't realize at the time when I bought it that there was an HD collection, and I wish I bought that instead. Oh, yeah, no, there is. But, um, yeah, you you should um, you should have fun with the PS2 version. Yeah, but it's not an HD, so, you know? It's like, what's the point? It's significantly worse because of the graphics. Like, like okay, for, like, Sonic Adventure 1 and 2, I was, like, hesitant on, like, rebuying those games on, like, PSN and stuff because there were... Uh, they were upscaled to 1080p resolution, and that looked a lot better. I mean, there's hardly any difference to the game, but it looks slightly nicer on 1080p. I think the pre-renders, though, are in, like, boxes, though, aren't they? Oh, I'm, I'm, assu- I'm assuming so. They're not going to re-render those things again. Yeah. I mean, I'm uh, impressed, I... like, if they could ever re-render, like, the cutscenes, well, the pre-rendered cutscenes again like that. I mean, if they had the files, they could always up the textures. Yeah. And it would have been just like maybe a week's worth of re-rendering, depending on how powerful. Well, considering that the models are probably really low quality compared to before, it wouldn't take them long to re-render. Yeah, I wonder if any like um, you know, like is there some part of Sega somewhere that collects all the that still has all the assets of Sonic Adventure still saved somewhere, all the cutscenes and such? I have to wonder if somebody has that. Probably not. Oh. I mean, like, like, for example, Kingdom Hearts, they had to remake the uh, 
the first game completely <laughs> because they lost the files. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, which, you know, honestly, I prefer when that happens because these remakes where they barely do anything to change things besides up the textures are fucking bullshit, like Twilight <laughs> Princess. And... Um, I don't know, I'm not a fan of that. Yeah, I feel like if you're going to remaster something, you have to give it extra stuff to like warrant buying. Like uh, Sonic the Hedgehog's, um, the mobile ports added new levels and new characters. Like you could play as Tails and Knuckles in Sonic 1. You could never play as Knuckles in Sonic 1 because that was like impossible for the Genesis to do. Yeah. yeah. Color palette. Yeah, yeah just because uh, Knuckles was a weird color of red that the original game couldn't process you know what's interesting that those games apparently um being worked on by fans that did like fan games early yeah. on stealth um stealth in uh the tax man tax man yeah yeah um the new sonic mania game well that's also a thing there's a new 2d genesis styled sonic game coming out and it's by uh christian whitehead who is uh who did the ports and whose alias was tax man in the sonic fan game hq forums and Stealth, who I think, I think he did this, uh, when the Sonic Genesis port came out, he was just like, fuck this. And he made his own port for the GPA and he did it in like a week and it was infinitely better. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. uh, there was a Game Boy adva- Advance version of Sonic, the first Sonic game, and it's laggy. A lot of the, the, the screen is zoomed in too much. There's a lot of problems with it. And he just made his own better version. Yeah. So those two guys are working on it with Pang- Panganda, I think the name is, Panganda Mobile East or something. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, let me, I, th- I have it right here, but I'm too fucking lazy and I will ruin the flow of the podcast, even though I already did that. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, they're making a new Sonic game. So they just hired fans and they were like, fuck it, you guys do it. <laughs> oh, yay. Pagoda West Games, that's the name of the company. That's So you got like three different people. A company and two, like, fan game people, and they were like, fucking make a Sonic game for us. We're done. We hate this fucking franchise. <laughs> it's, like, it's your problem now. You you people care. We don't. Yeah, exactly. Sonic! Sonic! Man, stay off the light speed! My bad. Sonic Adventure on Sega Dreamcast. It's thinking. I love Sonic. It always comes back to Sonic with us. I fucking hate it. Yes. <laughs> hey, did you guys watch Symbiotic Titan? Fuck off. Shut the fuck up, Izzy. <laughs> fuck you. So anyone know any other ports they like of, like, any re-releases for video games? I really like the Xbox um, Banjo-Kazooie port. Wasn't that going to have, like, a feature or something? Stop and Swap? Like, yeah. It got cut. The what one? Stop Sorry, and Swap. I, oh, it, it got added in. It became a, uh, like, a get bonuses and the awful nuts and bolts. Um, but, yeah, like, because uh, in the original game, N64, there was supposed to be a thing where um, when you you could take out a cartridge for, like, 10 seconds or so before the console would like realize and crash. So you could actually swap between the two, the first game, and the second game and all your data would still be loaded. And so it would re- recognize what you had, like the items from the first game and be able to use it in the second. 
But Nintendo uh-huh. changed that feature to where it was like half a second or a second long, and uh, which totally destroyed their capability on it. So they dropped it, but it was too far. And like, because they already made Banjo Kazooie before they could like, you know, take it out. It was already released, so those items are still there. And so what they did was in the port, they uh, they changed a few things, most for the better. Um, but that one, they just made it to where you get items for the banjo nuts and bolts, like different special pieces for cars. Vroom, vroom. But uh, the cool things they did with it was they updated all the textures to be HD. So like the the actual character models don't look super great because they're still at 64. But the uh, hub and everything else is HD now. So like the the, you know, faces and numbers and such are really crisp. They uh, they made uh, where when you collect a uh, music note. It stays collected even if you die or leave the world, which in the original, you if you left the world or died, you had to collect all 100 notes again. So a lot of people are kind of big fans of that. Mm-hmm. And honestly, the Xbox 360 controller is one of the best controllers video games have ever made. So being able to play that instead of the N64 controller is kind of rad. Yeah. That's, that's, that's funny with that D-pad. <laughs> yeah, I, I prefer the PS4 controller. It feels fur, like just perfect for me. I like the PS3 controller a lot, but like people say, it, it doesn't feel good in the hands. And I, and I was like, "No, you liar." Then no. I played the PS4 controller, and I was like, "Oh, yeah." So this, I've been missing all this time. It's like you had no idea what you were missing until you tried the PS4, and like, wow, the controller is perfect. Like this thing better have USB compatibility so I can put on emulators and whatever to my computer. Like it is the greatest controller ever. Like, I have not played with the PS4 yet, but like um, my PS3 controller, I have an off-brand that uh, swaps the D-pads and the uh, the the analog stick to where it's like the 360 controller, and I enjoy playing on that more. Mm-hmm. Although I'm kind of, I was kind of hoping at this point, like in the future, uh, <laughs> since we are in the future, I guess. But I was hoping like the face buttons on like PS3 and Xbox would have six buttons instead of just four, you know. Why? Uh, yeah. Fighting games, and also if we ever want to like go back to like Nintendo sixty four type games, you know, like if we want to emulate them properly, you know, six button face buttons, you know. No. Um. No. We, no. We, thank you. No. Thank you. I remember all these like old images people would Photoshop together of the next generation of video games, like these fake consoles, and they would always be controllers with ten billion buttons on there. <laughs> And I'm like sort of like bummed out that we didn't get that far. We kind of one of my one of my favorites is uh, when the 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 whole controller is a screen. Yeah, <laughs> oh, and all that the might are, like, be happening. That, that seemed like a good idea, and then we got iPhones, and we tried playing ga- traditional games on iPhones, and realized uh, buttons on the screen on the touchscreen are pretty fucking shitty. Oh God, no joke. I tried playing. Uh, so the Sonic ports I talked about earlier, and I just can't, I can't stand it. It makes me want to buy a fucking peripheral. Yeah. Uh, like, or have, release it on consoles, please. Apple, please, just uh, make an iPhone for gamers. Just, you know, with six button, face buttons and shoulder buttons, you know, put all that stuff in there. Please. Have you seen the the prototype for the Wii U or the the Revolution that uh, like a lot of them are re- like people are really expecting the new Nintendo controller to be nothing but a screen with buttons on top of it? <laughs> did you, did you remember the uh, hoax video called Nintendo on? Like uh, around 2005, someone made this made this uh, fake video presenting this console that was 
that's a joke, but I thought it was real Nintendo on. It was like this VR headset and the thing looked like a, a toaster. Like it looks, I thought it was going to be the future, but no, it was just a lie. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but going back to other re-releases, does anyone know any other good re-released games? <sighs> that is a good question. Um, one I would say is uh, Twisted Metal Head-On, uh, the, P- the one on the PS2. It's a re-release of the PSP game since nobody bought the PSP. And with this version, um, it includes parts of, tw- I forget, Twisted Metal Harbor, Black Harbor, I believe. An unreleased Twisted Metal game. Like, they let you play parts of this unreleased game, like play on some maps and like some on-land mission, well, walking missions on for this Twisted Metal game that was never released. And you never see that, just unreleased video games like that, just playable, just for anyone to play. Like, more people should just include lost media like that in the game. That is cool. I'm going to do you one better, though. Hmm. The Kingdom Hearts final mixes are pretty damn sweet. But I'm going to do Kingdom Hearts HD 2.5 Remix as my pick because that includes two of the best games in the series and their final mix versions. There are so many Kingdom Hearts games and with weird subtitles, I don't even know what that includes. Okay, um, it includes the cutscenes for... Uh, the cutscenes. No, just it's it was the shitty handheld version, so nobody cares. <laughs> but it also includes Kingdom Hearts Two Final Mix and Kingdom Hearts Birth by Sleep Final Mix, hmm. which are the which adds so much new content, so many new additional gameplay things. It's just like yes, I still have yet to buy it, but I do plan on getting it when I have money again. I really hate when uh, these uh, compilations call themselves collections, and they have like two games, like a. Uh, the Dragon Ball Z Budokai collection only includes one and three, which I heard two was a piece of shit, so that's why they didn't include it. Yeah. Oh, but uh, like, Meg, uh, Capcom recently released uh, the first six Mega Man games from the NES for PS4, and it's like, why? I mean... You were, you had a better, a much better anniversary collection for yeah. the PS2 that included more games. Yeah, this is bullshit. Like, at least include, like, Legends and the X Games and anything else and Mega Man Soccer and... Include Mega Man's 1 through 10, yeah, the whole just, classic series. Just throw away PS4. Look, I mean, these these Blu-ray discs hold, like, 500 gigabytes. Just shove as many games as you can. I'm pretty sure you could shove all the Mega Man games in there if you wanted to. If we want to talk about shitty remakes or like re-releases, why not the Super Mario All Stars pack? Where on the Wii they released the um, they released this the bare bones basic All Stars pack, yeah. but in the Super Nintendo version they released one with Super Mario World that had better graphics than the original release of Super Mario World. <laughs> like it, it, this this All Star pack is that the twenty years later is actually a downgrade than the last release of the All-Stars pack. Yeah, that was for, like, the 25th anniversary of Mario, I believe, and it just mm-hmm. includes... It doesn't include the four games separately. It includes Super Mario All-Stars, a compilation from the Super Nintendo. So it's, like, a re-release of a re-release. Like, if what they should have done for that should have been, like, released uh, Super Mario, Super Mario Bros. 2, 3... Um, the the Lost Levels world, and then N64, I thought would have been good, like a good addition. And then uh, for the originals, uh, for the first like set, have the original NES styled or you know old school graphics, and then also have the Super Nintendo upgrade where you could toggle it on and off. That would have been perfect. I think that would have been worth uh, whatever they were selling it for. 
Ah, that reminds me, uh, did you ever play Super Mario 64 DS? Yes. Oh, yeah, like, I love that one, because uh, they they did a lot of changes, like, have you, they let you play as uh, the other characters, Lu Luigi, Wario, and uh, Yoshi, which uh, I think the problem with uh, having Yoshi and Luigi, these green characters, is that they had to turn all the grass in the game, uh, tone it down, tone down the color of green, so that that would stick out, and that kind of ruined the bomb on battlefield for me it just looks dead but uh like they they re remade uh ocarina of time with new graphics they should do the same with uh mario 64 yeah well they kind of did with uh super mario brothers ds yeah they touched it up a little i mean bowser and mario look totally different they have textures now i've already complained about it once but i'm really upset with twilight princess i really am like it was weird because like between the Twilight Princess and Wind Waker, Wind Waker didn't really need an upgrade. In fact, you can you could actually argue that there is some downgrades to the HD version, like the fact that they don't actually have it cell shaded anymore. It's like pseudo cell shading, like they it's it's implied cell shading, and it gets really bad whenever there's just lighting effects because it becomes a black gradient. And any artist knows you don't shade with black. Yeah, it, it just looks awful, it and like it's just little things like that. Doesn't the game now look like it has an Instagram filter on, like everything's glowing? Yeah, and, th and it's the same way with uh, Twilight Princess too. It's called Bloom. Is I think the like oh, yeah. industry term for it. Well, I've seen the HD screenshots for Twilight Princess, and I think that looks a lot better, at least. I think they. Uh, I, I think that you know, it, it's slightly better texture wise. Like textures, yes, but the models are what's problem. Like they're they're so low that like. It, it it's you know it's it's like putting high quality textures on when or like on Ocarina of Time, it's not gonna look good. You know, um, it's not as bad. I just I, for a full price, like they were charging sixty bucks for it, I expect a little bit more from a remake, not just an updated texture pack and then bumping up the resolution. Mm -hmm. Well, for one, uh. One re-release that I think is the best... Well, it's not necessarily a re-release, but there was this Sega Genesis game called Gunstar Heroes. It's like a Contra shoot-em-up game. And uh, mm. they released it on Game Boy Advance under Gunstar Super Heroes. And they basically rebuilt the entire game from the ground up. Although, the, the only thing that's missing is uh, the combining of weapons. For some reason, they took that out. But yeah, everything about that game has been completely overhauled, and it's like the best uh, re-released ever. Had it not been for the getting rid of the mixing of weapons, I think I think we killed Jim talking about video games. Yeah, oh, I'm still here. <gasps> Jim doesn't know any video games outside Turtles in Time. Well, I play. That's Pokemon. a good one. I play Pokemon Go, so I, I play that. Where can you catch all 150 Pokemon? Yeah. On your Game Boy, that's where. Pokemon for Game Boy is here. With both packs, you can catch them all. <laughs> oh, yeah, Pokemon Go came out. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, I didn't... I mean, I'm sure this was announced on the podcast a while back because I missed that, but... Um, yeah, I, I don't have enough phone space to play Pokemon uh, Go, so... Uh, wait. Oh, really? Yeah. My phone only has eight gigabytes, and half of it is taken up by the system data. Jeez. See, and, then, I, and then they install apps that I don't want on my phone that I can't delete. So, If, if you want to find great rare Pokemon outside of Izzy's house is amazing. 
<laughs> you I've just been hanging out in the bushes. Catching okay, 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 okay. And then as he comes out, I hide. Well, okay, so what's happening here is that, like, I've been playing Pokemon Go, and if anyone that's played it knows the tracking is bullshit. And so, like, occasionally there'll be, like, something like a Pikachu, a Lactabuzz, or something really cool will pop up on my tracker. And, I mean, and it's, like, on the second or first spot, so it means it's near me. So I'll stop what I'm doing, go outside, and, like, by the time I, like, put on pants or something and get outside, the tracker, like, reloads, and then the, the rare Pokemon's fucking gone. And I complain on Twitter, and Jim's like, oh, we're, 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 I'm sitting in the bushes. I'm funny. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. And then it was like, Nolan got involved. It, it was a whole thing. It, it was really, really funny. I'm like, I'm not angry about it. I'm, I'm, I'm in on the joke. I'm just, this is one of those things where it's no, not funny I, if I don't act mad. <laughs> no, but I, I enjoy poker. It's fun when I, it's fun in New York because there's so much stuff oh, here. Oh, my God. That must be amazing. It's I have like a lot of Pokemon, so but I I, I think I'm going to fill up because I keep just I just catch anything and I don't mm-hmm. really do anything with it. To me, it's just like the catching game. So, well, how many? Uh, what's your Pokedex? I have 101 Pokemon. Fuck you. I have 88. Sorry. No, no, well, I also, I also walk to work from for and I have a little walk. And like if I'm going to a party and it's like within walking distance, I'm like, oh, I'm just going to play Pokemon Go. And then, uh, you know, but it's hard when like people are with me or my wife's with me and she's like, don't play Pokemon Go. Right. <laughs> you, know, you know what I am with without you know what I am without Pokemon Go? What? Cool. No, no, you're like the reverse of cool. You're like you're like cool. They cancel each other out. You're too legit to quit. Izzy, you just undid my compliment. You you fucking ruined my compliment to you. I'm sorry. Where to fucking go? Oh, Pokemon Go? Yeah, Pokemon get out of here. How about Teen Titans Go? I'm really excited about talking about Pokemon Go because I just spent literally 12 hours yesterday playing it. 12 <laughs> hours? Okay, I didn't realize it was that late. I, a bunch of my friends showed up at a local spot uh, downtown called the Canal. It's just like this like long um, canal that you can walk through, and it has a bunch of like lures and such. And by the way, just so you know, Nolan, it's really cool because there was like hundreds of people playing Pokemon Go, and like six people complaining. Everyone's on their phone. <laughs> yeah, that that to me is worse. Then yeah. like like when people go like everyone's on their phone, like they're not experiencing life. And I'm like, but you're not either. You're complaining about things like that's like the that's worse than having fun with people. It's like it's like just just being like, why don't you like nature? I'm in such a bad mood. Why wouldn't you want to be like me? But uh, so we're walking down the canal and we got there at three and then we left at three at night or three in the morning. Fuck. And, yeah, it was one of those things. It was really hot, but like I, I got so like so many new Pokemon. I was super stoked. Uh, we went to Dick's Last Resort, which is this like restaurant where they be mean to you <laughs> on purpose. I love. I want to go there so bad. It was really disappointing. Aww. I was like, well, I, I think when I showed him my ID and like I look like a girl, and then like there's a boy, like I think like her face, and like I think like all the, everything that she wanted to do to me now was gone because now it's insensitive. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. So the, the worst I got was they they write. like insults on a hat that they give you and like mine was just like i need to do my roots (laughs) because my roots are showing 
Honestly, honestly um, I'm a re- I'm a huge cunt. So if you hired me for dicks, I would go all out. I would probably make someone cry. Oh, <laughs> well, I made it worse by drawing our waitress. I was and she's like again. I was just being really nice to her, and she's. <laughs> I was killing her with kindness. That was a joke. I. I, I honestly would take no prisoners. I would just straight up line up all my all of the people I'm serving and just execute them. <laughs> well, Rainbow style. So I'm playing Pokemon Go, and at Dick's Rest, Last Resort was this Pokestop, so we put a lore there. And I think it's really funny that while I'm at Dick's, the only thing that was showing up was Krabby's at first, <sighs> which is obvious joke there, and then Clefairies. Just mm-hmm. a lot of like this is a mean spirited place, and all it is is nice little Clefairies. I mean, in, in Williamsburg in Brooklyn, I keep finding polywogs. It's like they have an unusual amount of polywogs in Williamsburg. Mm-hmm. Like there's certain areas that just you're like, why? That's weird. Yeah. But, but I feel like Zubats are everywhere. That seems to be. Yeah. Zubats, Ratatats, Pidgeys. Yeah. Uh, Weedles and Caterbees seem to be uh, like the most common and no one wants them. Yeah, I have not played Pokemon Go, but when I was going to San Diego on the airport, like everyone at the airport was playing that shit. Even at Comic-Con, like on the bus, like there's somebody playing Pokemon Go. Like I I don't play it since I haven't had the time and I don't know, I don't want to walk anywhere, but it's everywhere. It's fun. You want to get you guys want to get into the questions? Oh shit, we have to do questions. That's yeah, right. So I can finally right. leave this closet, this super hot closet. I have a question. Okay. What? So on my Tumblr, I'm starting to get people, which, because I respond to my ass, and I, I don't know if Jim and Nolan also get these, but are you guys getting questions for Pan? Because Pan doesn't respond to his. Oh, I've gotten so, those before, oh, but I don't. See, see, I think we never responded, so now they've just gone to you by default. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, because I, I, I just got it by awesome. Even Stuart, I don't know, 101, but it was like, why is Pan never answering my questions? I don't know. They get a lot of questions. Oh, my gosh. Just asking because he's obviously won't answer. And I'm not asking someone else because just in case it doesn't get answered. I don't know what that was. I'm just like, I'm not Pan. I don't know his thoughts. Look, I get a lot of questions. I'm not going to answer all of them because sometimes they're very often the same question I get, you know, like. Hey, what editing software do you use? You know, it's like, I'm not going to answer every single email at this point of just how many times I get that, like every two times a week or so. It's like, you know, yeah. I don't fucking Why don't know. you make a frequently asked, like a fact video? I'll do that eventually. Yeah, so questions. If anybody has a question, be sure to start out with the word question so your comment is easier to find and post them in the YouTube comments of this podcast. So our first question is Ricardo Rocha. Question, what franchise you want to be turned into a Lego set? Personally, I want to see Lego Nintendo. I don't know. Maybe. I already got got Lego Sonic, so. Yeah, like the new Lego Universe game just has everything basically there. Like Simpsons, Sonic. Teen Titans, Ghostbusters, Scooby-Doo. Both versions. Maybe Freaking like everything. the movie, the movie Spotlight. That could really use a Lego set. <laughs> oh. Have they have they made uh, for Lego Dimensions Lego Minecraft yet? Yes. That's so redundant, okay. but yes, they have done that. Well, no, no, I know they made the set, but did they put it in Lego Dimensions yet? Because I know they have Shell from Portal. What the fuck? Sorry. Are you not up with your Lego Dimension news, Pan? I don't know, but uh. One thing, like, ever since they were doing all those Star Lego Star Wars video games, I was kind of hoping, but they, I know they will never do this because it's R-rated, but Lego Matrix. 
Come it on. should. I mean, I no. do. I do notice that the uh, the poor man's Lego Mega Blocks. They do all these sometimes M-rated stuff like Mega Blocks Halo, like the badass version of Lego. Why don't they just make a Legos to the movie and just like have a bunch of movies that wouldn't like fulfill a whole game, like say the first Matrix, Jaws, mm-hmm. E.T. Um, yeah. You know, like a bunch of really iconic movies. That would have been kind of fun. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, that I mean, like, there's this game called uh, Universal Studios Tour where it's a video game where you go through all these places based on Universal Studios, like uh, Jaws, which is R-rated, which is... Per- wait, what's, wait, what, that was PG, wasn't it? Was Jaws PG or R-rated? It was PG. Damn it. No, wait, no. I think it was... It was all it's got blood in it. I, I feel mean, like it, it might have It was pre-R-ratings, I believe. No, it was pre PG thirteen. Oh, okay, which, which Spielberg definitely started. Uh, the Wick, the Wikipedia, as he says, catch it on. Doesn't, <laughs> doesn't say. Sorry. Um, oh no! Wait, it's on the poster right here. It was PG. Damn, it was PG. It's PG. Well, the sharks. Not, there's not really that much in there that's violent. It's just all implied. You yeah. Know? So then how come Godzilla was – wait, what was Godzilla? I don't remember. Whatever. You know what? I don't care enough. Let's not talk about that yeah, movie Yeah, so Lego Waterworld would be great. I mean, you know, Lego Backdraft, Lego – Maybe like – maybe Lego Congressional Hearing. <laughs> I came up with a really stupid joke. Hmm. What? Your love life is PG. Or your sex life is PG. That's better. That's good. That's good. Yeah. I meant to say sex life and I fucked it up. Um. I am a fuck up, everybody. I'm sorry. Lego my ego. You're not supposed to agree with me, Pan. You're supposed to be a supportive friend. So, Lego Equilibrium would be cool. Would be like... I mean, Lego could be like the pop finals of video games, you know? Like, they're pop finals are just making whatever into a freaking pop figure, you know? Well, couldn't they make a pop final of Lego and then a Lego pop final and just call it all a day? Fuck. Couldn't they make a pop vinyl video game? You know they're going to do that eventually at some point. Or No, they're not going to make a video game. They'll make an app. Pop, pop vinyl's responsible for me not getting into collecting toys. We're just waiting for pop vinyls to end. Yeah, I'm it just like, eh. I just remember, like, I have a hatred for pop vinyl. So, like, I, like you guys start talking about it, and I just kind of blank out for a moment. <laughs> and then, like, slowly, like, the, 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 the eyes come into frame. <laughs> I mean, I have the Spider-Man one. But that's the only one I've ever liked. The rest of them, I'm like, there's sometimes I've seen ones like the Sesame Street ones are all right. But I'm just like, I'm so sick of them. I don't want to buy them because I got the Spider-Man one like, you know, before it was everything. But at this point, I would never get them because I like it's the reverse of me seeing R-rated animated movies. I do not want them to make any more. <laughs> yeah. You want you know, them to they're fail. like the Beanie Babies of this generation. Yeah. We said that so, before so many times. It's going to be the Beanie Babies and they're just going to be piles of them like on the on some freaking meteor in space like next to the Bart Simpson plushes in Futurama. Speaking of Spider-Man and figures, though, when I was at Anime Expo, um, there's this series of figures from Square Enix called Play Arts Kai, which are these super, super highly detailed figures that are super articulated and they look really cool. And there was a Spider-Man one that was like $90, which is $30 off its cover price. I was like, shit, shit, I really want that. Damn. And uh, I didn't buy it because I couldn't um, carry it on the plane. Oh, man. Mm. But, you know, 
So it goes. M71519982. Question. To Pan and the other podcasters, if you could have anyone narrate your life, who would it be? Answers must be different from each other. Who are you to make the rules? Uh, Kevin Conroy or Isaac Hayes. But you would have to be doing the Shaft theme. And I have a third one, but I want to see if anyone else gets it, and then I'll say it. I would like uh, somebody really um, passive-aggressive or um, just somebody who doesn't want to narrate my life. (laughs) How about the guy, the narrator from uh, uh, Wave Race Blue Storm, the video game? You've chosen poorly. If you were any good, you could get a turbo by hitting the gas when the light goes green. Okay, that's yours, and that's <laughs> no, a no, bad no, that's choice. I gotta fix something different. What about Audrey Plaza? Yay! No, okay. no, no, not for mine, but for like no ones. Because I was talking about like maybe a I I don't like Ricky Gervais that much, but I feel like he'd be really annoyed narrating some bum's life like mine, <laughs> and he and he despise it. So maybe Ricky Gervais or Stephen Merchant, or um, yeah, some somebody who'd just be appalled at just what kind of shit I get into. Hmm, I would go for uh, the narrator from the first season of Aqua Teen Hunger Force. Ooh. Good choice. Yeah. Mine's, my narrator would be Jim. Really? <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. No, what we need is like a joint venture of Jim narrating with Jim from uh, Mission Hill and Mark of the classic game room because they all kind of sound a little similar. See, I'm surprised the one person I didn't say was the voice from the Wonder Years. Oh, yeah. Do you remember that Simpsons where it was like, <laughs> get a job? What does he mean? I'm only nine years old. It's just like has a kind of Bart having this Wonder Years thing. He's like, Bart, why are you staring at nothing? That's, oh, that was so funny. And they never brought it back. Yeah, I remember there was this one video online where somebody, some comedian said, if you watch the TV show, The Wonder Years, without the voiceover narration, it's 95% people staring at each other. <laughs> Kevin, is that blood on your shirt? <laughs> well, that, that happens a lot on TV where suddenly, before they cut to a commercial, people are staring at each other. And I always imagine, like, did they just stare at each other during all the commercials? Like... Because then they'll talk when they get back, and you're like, that's so unnatural for two people to go like, what do you mean? And then just stare, and you're like, what? Or or laugh tracks, they always like, they always pause for a few seconds, so if you ever, like, I I once took out, because I I don't really care for the Big Bang Theory, I edited out all the laugh tracks for the first episode, and I found out there was like four or five minutes worth of laugh tracks. (laughs) Oh, no. Yeah, it's super awkward just to not have <laughs> that. Like, oh, they just pause. Track. They're just like, yeah, uh, sometimes I have to feed him water Sheldon. <sighs> oh, really? Like, there's that weird, awkward pause. Going back to the commercial thing, like, do you like it when uh, in co- when you're watching a show, like, they say something and they cut to commercial and it gets back into the show, but they replay the last few seconds over. And when you watch it on, like, DVD or something, you just – it just – it's like a weird, like, repeat scene. Yeah, it's that's. <laughs> I was I actually another pet peeve of mine is that no one says goodbye on the phone. <laughs> they just lower the phone. And I always imagine if I was on the other end, I go, hello? Are you still? Was there more? Was that? Oh, we're done? Okay, sorry. Because <laughs> I saw that even when I saw Jason Bourne, there's a part where Tommy Lee Jones is because he's the bad guy, is like, is like, 
like, well, we'll need to take care of that. And he just lowers the phone. And I was like, first off, that's not how you hang up cell phones. You know, just they don't just lower and they hang up. It just acted like it hung up. And I was like, what if you didn't hang up and they're listening to your secret spy conversations? Like, <laughs> or how about when uh, the, the characters are watching TV and they just see like some news report and they see just enough of it and they just shut the TV off? Yeah, that that one I was we were, I was watching Stranger Things today and they had like just happened to be watching a Ronald Reagan speech and the the part in Masters of the Universe where he's like I have the power and all these things and it's like I get what you're trying to do but like it, sometimes I'm like very shocked but then there sometimes I, I when I watch those I'm like this is so unreal you know it just but then there's been times when I was a kid where I would turn on the radio right at the exact right moment, like right when a song started or like right when it would be the station ID. And I'd be like, whoa, it's like a movie. <laughs> <laughs> OK, Spencer C. Question, which is better, Simpsons or Futurama? Mostly for people besides Pan, because he wasn't enough of a rebel to watch The Simpsons, even though he's his parents said not to. I think The Simpsons would The Simpsons. You couldn't not have that first because it's so influential and those first eight seasons are so monumental and I, I just couldn't say it any other way i don't know yeah i think i don't know if i were given the option to watch a new new episodes of the simpsons or new episodes of futurama i think i'd pick futurama oh i think i would pick death so <laughs> I, I i haven't seen futurama so i can't pick without being biased on that side fuck? i would have picked the critic Oh, Ooh, good one. Matt Groening was gonna is gonna kick your ass. Yeah, <laughs> it stinks. Yes, Mister Sherman. Everything stinks. Yeah, so yeah, Futurama. I, I have a question for everyone. Huh. How does Cartoon Network keep letting Steven Universe getting leaked? I just got leaked to so much shit. I don't know. I would stay offline. Whatever. Well, I I, mean, I just scroll through Tumblr. Like, uh, I don't know. Just like ignore it. Hope I didn't see anything important. Yeah, like, because um, I've been doing the Steven Universe recaps on my own channel, and like all this last week, it's been like um, two, four, five hours before the actual episode premieres. It's already on like all the social media sites. Jeez. So like, I, I don't know like how how much is this happening. It almost feels like it's Cartoon Network themselves. Yeah. But I mean, uh, it, it felt that way when Killing Joke premiered because it it came out. On, it was on Kiss Cartoon right after it premiered on um, uh, at Comic-Con. And it was like, in, I, I just checked it to see, like, what, did someone just bring a camera into the premiere? And it looked like, like, Warner Brothers had leaked it, you know. <sighs> so, I mean, I don't know if they did, but the quality-wise, it looked like that, you know. So, I'm not sure what's going on with that. Uh, I mean, leaks do get people hyped, um, but they are – well, I guess technically anyone that was going to watch it online probably was going to watch it on a viewable, payable, beneficial streaming service anyways. Yeah, something to support them. This could be more of just like, uh, all right, they're 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 not going to watch it in a way. We can get them hyped, get them into this so they might buy more merch. I don't know. Like, no, but – what Steven Universe merch is out that's any good? <laughs> yeah, there's not a lot. Oh, those pop figures. Where are my fucking garnet gloves? God damn it. Yeah, They're apparently coming. I'm fucking waiting. I just want some fucking figures. Like, not, not minifigs, not pops. I want, like, just a posable Steven with, like, you would be great if his back is hollow so you can flash, like, like flash a flashlight into his gym. 
What? So it glows. Oh, you know into his, like, I, thought, I thought I heard you say into his gym. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> also, when you say yeah. a hollow back, I was like expecting like a Mr. Potato Head sort of thing. No, no, I meant like because uh, th- there was old toys back in like the 90s where and the character had glowing eyes. Either they would have a button where the the the, gl- the eyes would glow or they would have the, the head hollow. And so you could flash a light. And, you know, then it would glow because you're flashing a little flashlight into it. Or he had one of those little uh, twirly, sparkly things like they would uh, scratch flint together and make sparks inside the thing, which doesn't seem very safe at all. Huh, but uh, I guess next question. question uh, Michael Batista. Question. Why does Nickelodeon care so much for the 90s and nothing from the 2000s and onward? Just don't think about it. the biggest... Do they just not want to think about the biggest mistake since Fanboy and Chum Chum? Um, probably because 2000s nostalgia hasn't hit yet. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, we're right on the cusp of it happening, and I think there's definitely a desire for it. But you also have to think there's the, the 20 years rule, and you haven't hit it yet. So I bet you in about 98, 90, or sorry, 98, 98. Uh, uh, 2018 or 2019, you'll see more of it. But it's just like we're not – you really have to – nostalgia usually works in 20 years and it's also when that age group has more dispensable income and will want to do the nostalgia thing. And I don't think – although there's certain people who do, I don't think it's it's time yet. You yeah. can't force those. It's, it really does work in the 20-year things. I mean Hollywood I should- is- Hollywood is barely getting on to uh, making a new Jurassic Park and Independence Day. So, you know, there's still a lot of time left before the 2000s hit. Yeah. I, I would also like to note Tron sequel. that um, I like to note that a lot of the people that are working at uh, Nickelodeon at this point are 90s kids, though. Mm-hmm. Like uh, in an interview about the new Hey Arnold movie, the big driving force and the reason why it's happening is because so many of the staff are, like fought for it because they are '90s kids who grew up watching Hey Arnold. Um, That's awesome. Like, yeah. So, like, honestly, I think it's mostly that, and also um, Nickelodeon wise. Besides SpongeBob, outside of the '90s shows, what have they had that was truly like bring backable or marketable or sold stuff? Avatar, and that's basically it. Yeah. And even then, they treat that poorly. So there's got to be something. Maybe Avatar is just like costs yeah. too much for it to be profitable. Maybe, but they also like they've recently came out with like a Korra Nendroid, which is one of the most niche things you could possibly make for a Western show. Mm-hmm. Basically, for people who don't know, think Funk, um, think Funko Pop, but like more detailed and like in Japan. So, so they're basically chibi figures, but. Uh, oh. Okay, that's interesting. Uh, yeah, I can. I'll get a link right now for everybody to see. But um, <clears throat> basically, what I'm getting at is is that it's a very niche product to like have, and uh, I, I I'm just surprised that they made one for Cora because they treated that show so poorly yeah. and like so unfairly, and yet they're still making like comic books and merchandise for it. Like I don't get it. I I just. Whoa, whoa, whoa. No one knows how to handle action cartoons right now, but, like, uh, Voltron is doing well on Netflix. Yeah, it is. It's awesome. Like, I don't even... I I fucking hate Voltron, and I love that cartoon. Yeah, it's a good show. Yeah, like... um, A bunch of cats merging into each other. I mean, they had a a tiny little panel at uh, Comic-Con, which I couldn't get into because there was a huge line for it, and I didn't think... I guess they didn't expect this to get so big so fast. 
with Netflix, that that seems to happen. Like all their shows, like just like take this word of mouth thing and just take over. Even though Voltron, we knew about more uh, more in advance than most of the live action stuff. I mean, but still, you know. Yeah, it's great. But uh, I guess final question, FDH question. Have you ever gone to see a movie and you see a warning sign in real life, like seeing a dead kid on the road before seeing The Phantom Menace? For instance, <laughs> For instance, me and my grandma went to see The Secret Life of Pets and we got a couple of meters down the street and we saw a dead dog on the grass. It was pretty funny. Oh. What the <laughs> fuck was that? What kind of question is that? What? What's... I have not seen an omen... <laughs> Not Before. for a fucking movie. Oh my god. Is this person... I think I just saw someone's surreal <laughs> college uh, student film, and I'm just like, what did I just see? Like, oh I my thought god. it was a good question to end off on. <laughs> yeah, because you can't say anything after that. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ, just end this nightmare. <laughs> oh my god. Like, cause, so, so he didn't like Secret Life of Pets? Oh no, I thought it was a... Uh... That it was fun, enjoyable. Okay, it was an okay movie. No, I mean this person. Well, ignoring him, I thought it was okay. You know, it's like yeah, a, it was, it's basically Toy Story. Well, it, it was fine, enjoyable, and then it's over, and you're like, okay, that was yeah, fine. Although, uh, what bothered me is some of the characters changed uh, from good to evil or evil to good really fast and kind of a little too jarringly. Uh huh. No, it wasn't. It wasn't like in a. They didn't handle characters very well, but it was well cast. They they used uh, Louis C.K. pretty well and mm-hmm. Kevin. I mean, most of the times when they have those films, they have like just big voice, big voices, but they don't have they don't cast them well. And this was actually fairly well cast. Oh yeah, they got comedians instead. And they well, and they u- utilize them like Louis C.K. did some Louis C.K. Louis C.K. type jokes. Like what was the thing about dogs being evolved from wolves? That was pretty funny. And there's a couple good lines. Yeah. Know? Also, didn't you hate how they designed New York? Like the, You said it was the tourist version of New York? Well, yeah, it was because it comes on and it's Taylor Swift's Welcome to New York, which um, is is like basically like that Times Square version of like being like, wow, New York's awesome. They have so many TGI Fridays and huge billboards. And you're like, what? That's not New York at all. I mean, it was like, but it it, it designs it in a way that's like, it's a fantasy but it was weird because I didn't see it in New York. I saw it in Baltimore, and and I heard a lot of people in the theater going like, "Wow, New York's so cool!" And I was like, "What? No, stop it! Stop! Stop it!" Stop <laughs> Would it you rather it be like a, a a piece of shit slums looking area? Well, no, I was fine with it after the the intro sets it up very well, and they're smart that they set up the setting fairly well. That this is fantasy New York, but it was just like hearing people comment was like, "No, no, don't do this! Don't believe I mean, the lies!" I mean, Oliver and Company, which I saw right before, uh, didn't do it, tried to do Dirty New York and kind of failed because they tried to put brands and ads into it and mm. stuff. Um, but this one was, I think this one establishes itself pretty well. You know, yeah. it was a fine, it's fantasy New York, but it is like tourist New York. But once you accept it, you're fine. You know? Yeah. So is that all for uh, the podcast and weird omens we saw before movies? Um... I don't know. I, d- I don't think I've had an omen like that. But anytime I go somewhere, I sometimes see a dead animal on the street. But I'm pretty sure that's just because it's roadkill. I don't think that deeply into it. <laughs> Fucking weirdo. I saw the movie The Omen. Does that count? Shut the fuck up, Jeff. 
<laughs> oh man, that's how it, that's how that movie should have ended with the omen. Yeah, like the, at the end, like I assume the end of the world happens in the omen, and someone just says, "Oh man." Huh? <laughs> well, I should have I should have known because it was an omen. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's that is how it, the omen ends. Yeah. Someone's gonna write in the comments. That's not how the omen ends. Let me tell you that opens in omen three, not in omen one. You don't know anything about the omen series. The next video is gonna be top five hit, uh, hidden gems of adult animated films. And I'm Pan Pizza. Who are you people? Oh, I was Jim. Ah, I'm Nolan. I'm back, everybody. I'm Izzy. That's yeah. Izzy. Yeah. Good. But more importantly, it's me. I'm back. Hey. All right, goodbye, everyone. I'm recording this closet and it's super hot. Wait, hold on. Hold on. I'm going to end this by, um, I, I'm going to jump off this cliff. Hold on. It's going to be a, a, a funny video, funny way to end off on. Here I go. Uh, 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 uh. That's him falling. Yeah. <laughs> sing us out, Emily. Oh. Or maybe not. Maybe uh, not. Sing. Sing the fucking funeral hymn. Bye. Fuck. I don't feel like singing today because it's really hot in this closet. Goodbye, asshole.